What is good, people? It is Cooper. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast, episode 48, about to get underway. Jessly, fantastic conversation. We'll get to that. First things first, huge thank you out to Midwest Meals, proud sponsors of the podcast. Midwest Meals, taking meal prep out of the equation. Super simple. Midwestmeals.com, pick out your meals for the week, get that order in by Friday, and boom, by Monday, your meals are ready to go. Either pick up if you're local, otherwise they ship nationwide. Counting your macros, eating healthy, feeling better about life. And to be honest, uh, less dishes. Huge plus. So listeners of this podcast, go to MidwestMeals.com, get those meals in your subscription, and use promo code COOPER at checkout and get 10% off of your first order at MidwestMeals.com. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. Of course, you know the podcast is also brought to you by Violent Gentleman Hockey Club. Find them on social media. Check out all of their cool gear. Head to their website, ViolentGentleman.com. Check out their hats, their hoodies, their ladies' gear. If you're team-specific, they have specific gear for specific teams, whether it's the Wild or the Preds or the Kings or the Rangers, Blackhawks, whoever. They got you squared away. ViolentGentleman.com. Promo code at checkout is Cooperville15 and get 15% off your order with Violent Gentleman. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Monster Energy and Rain Energy. I don't know if you've tried yet the new thermogenic rains that just came out. But I was a little bit hesitant about the jalapeno strawberry, and then I tried it, and now I can admit to you, because we're close, I'm now addicted. Go find those new reins, the Thermogenic Red Dragon and the aforementioned jalapeno strawberry. My guest on episode 48 of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast is extremely talented, extremely driven, has a fantastic story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, by the way, she's also going to be coming to Country Fest. 2020 this June, which of course yours truly will be the master of ceremonies. The lovely, the incredibly talented Jess Lee on the podcast. It starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. Maybe the most excited I've ever been to get on one of these podcasts. And this is this is so cool how it all happened. And it was all you now they say to shoot your shot, to take the shot, to ask the questions. And I reached out to to Jessly on Instagram, and I said, "Hey, I'm hosting Country Fest. You know, it'd be awesome if you and I could jump on a podcast and, and talk about all the cool stuff you have going on." <laughs> and she replied, "Well, let me correct that. Steve replied and said, Hey, cre- <laughs> he's cre- better than me. <laughs> creepy guy with a podcast. Let me verify the fact that you actually do host Country Fest, and then and we'll set it up.'" But we made it happen. There's so much to talk about. Jessly is on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, episode number 48. Uh, hello, Woo-hoo. Queen. Hello, Queen. Hey. Oh, even hello, Queen. Hi. <laughs> I, you're the best. You are attentive. That's for sure. 
I was I wasn't prompted. What they don't know is we've been talking for 30 minutes before <laughs> this and you've already learned all about me. Well, yeah, all, all the good stuff's done. Like the rest of this podcast is going to be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, what, what yeah, happened before is, you were We recording? saved the sloppy seconds for y'all. Yeah, no, pretty kidding. much. And that's it. Thank you so much. We'll see you in June. That's a wrap. No, I, I can't. Peace. No. <laughs> First and foremost, how are you? I know you've had a crazy, it's been a crazy week for you. It's been about more than just a crazy week, but how are you and uh, how are things in Nashville? Oh my goodness gracious. Well, first, thanks for starting with that. So um, for, for anybody who might not know, just in case, um, Nashville was definitely hit by a huge mm. storm, by a tornado to be exact. Saying it right, I'm from Florida and I've been, oh my God, my, my dumb ass has been saying hurricane all week. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't get out of my head. And I'm like, okay. damn it, it's not hurricanes. Because I'm so used to, I've been through so many freaking hurricanes, I can't mm. even tell you. And and I just can't get out of my head. But I, I would take five hurricanes at the same time than a tornado. It was, it was, it was an F three, and apparently they don't name tornadoes like they do hurricanes. So I've been every time I go to talk about it, I want to name it something, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like looking for a name. And I'm like, it's Fran. Oh no, no, it's an F three. It's F3. okay. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> so yeah. so I've been wanting to name it, but uh, it was you, you know what it was. I'm just gonna call it scary as mm. F. That's what it was. As yeah. scary as F three. Because um, it was, it literally, I would take five hurricanes at the same damn time that I were going through that again. It was so frightening. Um, and I honestly was, was really, really lucky. Um, we have houses and businesses and places that are right next to my home gone. And, and somehow my, my home was spared um, and I was completely safe. The worst thing that I had to deal with was not having any power and, internet and some other like first world problems but uh i mean literally world there's places around me that are just gone and it's it's the most like disheartening sad thing but at the same time it's also really beautiful because this this town is so warm and just so helpful and everybody who's anybody just like will come out and and help and just literally get out use you know their freaking hands Mm. and start rebuilding and um, it's just crazy how many people have have just come out to to help and and recover this town. And I think the last time that something this devastating came through was was the flood, which yeah. I was not here living here full time at that time. Um, but you know the the town has obviously been stronger than ever after something so devastating before. And I I know it's gonna come back again. But um, so it, it's it's a weird feeling. It's weird because it's like you 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 feel the beauty of people coming together. But then, like, obviously, you're seeing all this destruction and everything around. And it's just really disheartening to to see people living, um, you know, in, in this type of situation, this type of sad, unfortunate situation. But yeah, our, our podcast yeah. was originally scheduled for uh, for that day for Tuesday. And um, I get up really early, stupid early. And uh, <laughs> I, I try not to do this because I, I think I read somewhere there was an audiobook or something that says you're not supposed to jump right on to social media right away when you wake up because it, it can throw oh up my god that day. is so true because yeah. you read you, i love it i love that you say that that's a true thing but there was just I don't, i'm not even sure why i did it but i jumped on and and you know i follow obviously a lot of the a lot of the talent on nashville and and that was blowing up mm-hmm. my instagram news feed um so i kind of fell down the rabbit hole of following the story that was going on. I uh, reached out to you, reached out to Steve, and I was like, hey, is everybody okay? Is everything? Uh, and I had a couple other friends down there, uh, George Dukas, my buddy, a uh, longtime friend, uh, singer-songwriter from down there. And I was, I, that was like, it's so 
it's weird for me because I, I don't live in Nashville. I, I, I have some ties to Nashville, but there is, there is something about, and I, and I imagine, and I think other people around the country feel the same way about that particular area that your mind, your body can be somewhere else physically, but somehow your heart ends up in Nashville and whether that's through the music connection down there, um, and, and every genre too, because Nashville is not, you know, not just solely country anymore. It's really kind of expanded to this, all genre of, of, of kind of centralized location for for musicians to come and for talent to be discovered and but the yeah the i know reaction, it really has the reaction of and i love that i love yeah. that saying that you just said how your heart is always just here because that's how that's how i was before i even moved here mm-hmm. it was like yeah. i always felt like i was living in florida and you know and i was coming down as often as i could but my heart was always here so anything that happened out here good or bad i was like i felt like i was personally a part of it you know and i feel like a lot of people kind of get that feeling you know and it was it's amazing to see you know i went on and i I think the first thing i did after checking on you guys was i i ordered uh i believe in nashville a couple of t-shirts they were they're running a support thing from there so you know trying to do as 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 much as i could from a distance but to watch the stories and to watch the um like like dirks bentley was out with his like band and crew i know their drummer uh his house was just they're, they're out like you know, making videos and, and helping out down there. It's, it's really cool to see that, that no, it doesn't seem like any city comes together um, after things like this, because I did w- witness some of the, the, the flood aftermath, but man, this town comes, that town comes together. Like it's, it's an amazing thing to see, especially for such a metropolitan area. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It, it, they come together in such an unreal way. And you know, like you see it, you can, you can feel it and see it from an outsider's point of view too. But like, being in it is a whole nother thing you know it's just it's like you're here and you almost feel like if you have idle hands like you're just you're a loser like you you like you need you like need to be involved because everybody else is and and everybody's got that heart to want to be involved you know it's just a lot of good people live out here and um and i'll tell you what it's i you know i don't know if it's just the the southern thing or because it's not really i mean like it's it's a melting pot of people but everybody's got that old school kind of Southern heart out here Mm -hmm. for some reason where, you know, like everybody's just willing to help out and, and be, you know, a huge part of making sure that everybody's okay. And it is, it's a really, it's a really, really special thing. And I'm really grateful to be out here and I'm just, and, uh, you know, although it was such a scary moment, Mm -hmm. it was such an eye opening moment. And it's just sometimes, sometimes those are the things too, that make you realize, how incredible your life really is. And it sucks that sometimes you got to get knocked, you know, knocked (laughs) into reality Mm -hmm. that way. And, and, you know, I, I, for the most part, I, I really, I'm so thankful for my life. Like I, I've had it really, really hard from, from my childhood. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole nother story, the things I went through as a kid, but, um, but you know, sometimes you just, you just go through life and you, you kind of live a little idle and you get, get in zombie mode and you're just going through the motions. And then it's like, damn, like, I'm so happy with my life and I'm, I really am so blessed. And I think there's a lot of people that are coming out of that feeling that way. And, um, and also, you know, just realizing how important it is to be a good human and be there for other people in times of need and, and, um, how there is still a lot of really amazing people out, out here in the world in general, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, so. and I think it really, 
not that it couldn't come at a better time because you never want those kind of tragedies to happen, but sometimes it seems like the world needs to see that there still is good in the world. And and it's unfortunate. It takes, it takes some, something like, uh, like a tornado or or a a catastrophic event to, uh, to make people re-realize that, oh yeah, that's right. We are all on this rock flying through space together. And we're going to be yeah. here until, you know, the end of time or an asteroid or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's good to see that. I think that brings out the heart in a lot of people when they get a chance to um, to see how a town and a city like Nashville and the surrounding area can come together. But oh you, gosh, yes. you are safe uh, and uh, and are doing awesome. And, and thank you for asking. I was yeah. so I felt so special that you that you checked in and thought as me of one of your, you know, of me as one of your people out here when when things happened and it was just so it was so endearing and and just so nice and like I'll tell you what I don't think I've gotten that many texts since like my birthday last year (laughs) and it was just like I was like well damn like people are worried about me I feel so special like but no but and really though truthfully I was like I felt I just felt really thankful that a lot of people cared so much and it was just crazy like people in town checking on each other just caring but also so many people that you know were from home just I was it was like if someone didn't have my my personal number it was my inboxes were crazy and I was trying to personally reach back to people and like I said the first couple of of days I didn't even have service so I was like well I'm just gonna have to probably make a post to where I can just like tell everybody in one shot that I'm fine and I'm right. alive and I'm okay. Cause I was trying to answer back people mm-hmm. and that there was a couple times where it just wasn't working. And I'm like, I'm going to have to just do this all at once. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you and I were besties now. So, uh, I will check oh, out. Yeah. I'm just going to arbitrarily check on you. Like, Hey, it's Thursday. Are you okay? I'm just going to do that. I love it. That's I love it. I'll thing. do the same. Cause that's what good friends do. It's a two way street when, it you're, is. when you're in a friendship. hundred <laughs> percent. So, uh, I want to talk about, uh, Talk about the, the path that you've been on, the the crazy, wild ride that that has been, uh, Jess Lee, and and to where we are today. But I want to I want to go back because there is some, there's there's musical influences that you directly had in your life with your grandparents, and I want to talk about them. And wow, look at you doing your research. Okay, do you, <laughs> girl? Does this face look like it hasn't done its research? I've done it all. Well, I'll, I'm, get, I'll I've, get people. I'll get people sometimes that are like, "So, what made you start singing? Did you just like randomly start singing one day?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "No, I actually like have a very musical family, and it kind of it's just yeah. it wasn't some like random thing where I just picked up my hairbrush and started singing in it as a kid, and then was like, mm. I'm gonna be a singer. Like it's this it's is gonna be my future. I'm a singer now. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely in my blood. So mm. it's actually really like I love. I love when people come prepared and they're, and they actually are really interested in like hearing about like, and they know, like, mm-hmm. they, I just think that's really special that you took the time to go look that up. And that's not something that is also like super easy research either. Right. So you, you did good. Too. Do you know, you did a great job. do you know how far down the YouTube rabbit hole I fell? Like, <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, went, that can definitely, you probably found a lot more than just facts. Wow. About me. Like, I, I know. I literally <laughs> think I know everything now. I, I'm, <laughs> if you ever need someone to co-author your autobiography, like I'm your dude, right? like I got this shit. I'd say, like, mm, yep. Oh yeah. I, I remember that. That was, that was crazy. People okay, were line so dancing. Co- co-author and official, uh, throne holder. Now yes. We know. Red carpet roller. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, 
my business card is going to be huge. It's going to be like a phone book. Damn. It's going to be like, yeah, I am Cooper. literally get ready for me. Like no, no. I, I'm going to help with this resume. <laughs> you are going to have some of the most weird jobs. People are gonna be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. But you know what? You'll be ready for anything. That's I am. for sure. Uh, constantly. I'm, I'm always ready. <laughs> but you, you did, you had, there was, there was music surrounding you at all points. And I think the, the cool, the cool storyline here, and, and I want to, I want you to, to lead the path is because it didn't, even though you had those influences, uh, mm-hmm. direct influences in your life, the path wasn't like from those influences. Okay, boom, straight ahead. Here's I'm going to go into music. There right. was, you know, there was uh, like the fork in the road, and you took one path, and then the fork got bent. Some sort of Jedi mind trick happened, and then you went oh, yeah. back around and got into music. So, but I want to talk about the grandparent, you know, and their influence on you musically growing up, and kind of how they how they molded you from a young age on. Absolutely. And, and I'm Italian, so I can get on a rampage. So please feel free to stop me. So (laughs) I do. I'm Italian. I will talk for hours. So I will talk to a damn wall and carry a great conversation. So put a microphone on that wall, record that stuff, put it on YouTube give me something to do on a Friday night. Some shit y'all don't want to get into. Uh, I have no, I have a nine-year-old. He was uh, like, he's like, do you want to play Minecraft? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I'll just watch YouTube and you play Minecraft. Yeah. That's my life. That's my fun. Oh my God. Anyway. So, so, um, yeah, so my grandparents were, were definitely like one of the largest reasons why music was, was so important in my life. And, um, and I think that's something natural. Like you just, you just have that in your blood too. And, 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 and I've just always loved music, like in an abnormal way I've turned to music literally as my medicine through so many things that I've had to deal with in life. Um, just touching on it shortly, you know, I had, I had an abusive father when I was young and music was my safe place. It was literally like one of the only things that I could rely on being comforting and being just, just reliable to where, um, I could turn to it and know that I was going to get and find something I needed, whatever comfort it was at the time. Like Mm -hmm. I could find it in, in a song, whether it was me writing it myself or just going and, you know, turning to some of my idols, um, and what, you know, what they've put out. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that does have to do with my grandparents being musicians and the, the short version of their, of their story is, um, they were both touring musicians. My grandmother's actually from England and, uh, I have great, great grandparents who were also in music. I had like a professional violinist as my great, great grandfather. And he also was in England and, um, down the road, it goes even further, but, hmm. but for people I know personally, it was the biggest influence were definitely my grandparents and they, they toured for a while, um, separately. And then, um, how they actually met was they both were, um, on a tour to Canada and they ended up getting on the same lineup together. Nice. And, um, my, I think what happened, I think how my grandfather described it was that, um, they were both coming in for, for a rehearsal for the night before. Mm. And my grandmother was actually in a sister act at the time. And while my grandfather and the person that he was accompanying were waiting to go on, they were actually just watching my grandparents do, uh, or my grandmother do her dress rehearsal with her mm. sister act. And, um, she, was, you know, just kind of doing her thing. And apparently the way that he describes it was he turned to his partner and he was like, I want to, I want to take out these girls. I want to take out that blonde girl. Well, the funny thing was, is my grandmother was brunette. So he actually was originally interested 
and my grandmother's partner. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he'll actually yeah, tell the story that's... this way. And uh, apparently after the rehearsal, they all went out to dinner afterwards. And my grandmother being from England, she... The way that she were the way that he words it is he was like, Oh, she said she had to go powder her nose. So they went to the bathroom, the two girls together, and my grandfather turned to his his uh partner and was like, I changed my mind, I want the brunette. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently Smooth. the blonde wasn't wasn't too intelligent. And my grandfather's extremely intelligent, so he probably mm. got bored of her real quick. So gotcha. <laughs> That's smooth. That's a so, smooth move right there. Nope, nope, that one. No. Yeah, not he's that like, one. I changed that my one. mind. Yeah. I changed my mind. Apparently his partner was very impartial. So he gave no he gave no cares. But uh but yeah, so and that's how it was. And um he asked her on a date later on and they ended up kind of being inseparable. And then once their contracts were done with their separate things, they ended up starting their own group together and then they together were touring uh the country all over. So um it's it's really cool to go back and see photos of of them performing with like the ink spots and nice. um just famous 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 people famous presidents like people that they performed for performed with mm -hmm. um it's been it's been really cool and you go back and i always think of that i forgot who the singer was but this be that song in color where you go back and he um that do you know that country song yeah, where it's in color uh, and he's actually talking to it in like, color. yeah yeah uh, yeah that's how he, <laughs> yeah well I was listening to that the other day and I'm like, every time I hear this song, I always like think about the time that my grandfather popped open his, his photo album book and was literally just showing me all these black and white photos of things, you know, of them traveling the world and um, playing shows. And then I'm just like, Oh man, I wish I did see that in color. Cause that's some cool shit. So <laughs> Jamie Johnson, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Johnson, Johnson. Jamie Johnson you go. in color. <laughs> You go. Yeah, that's yeah, I love that song. But that's what it always brings me to is yeah. I'm like, damn, like I wish I was there. I wish I could have seen that in color. And um it's cool because like like I I can kind of go back and look at some of those things and then, you know, my grandparents are thank God they're still here. And so they anytime they can, they're always here to come and support me at at events and I think they're just they're like they're like follow your heart kind of people. Yeah. So I think cool. they're so elated that I eventually led my life to music mm -hmm. because kind of what you said, some Jedi shit happened and um, mind, mind tricks and stuff. And the force um, was with I ended you. Up kind of, yeah. <laughs> I ended up falling off course with that. And mm. um, out of just lack of confidence. And this is the short, this is like the, the cliff notes version, but you, out, of, out version, of like yeah. confidence issues and weight problems and just, and problems with, you know, like, the abuse that I had from my father just mm. like weighing on me and subconscious things that I never got rid of. Um, I never allowed myself to do music the way that I wanted to and to pursue it all the way. I was always kind of just the girl that I'd get my little fix of music by going to a karaoke bar every once in a while mm. and just singing a little karaoke and um, you know, it, it made me happy. And then uh, eventually, you know, I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I had, a corporate job and I was I was just kind of you know doing the nine to five thing and I'm like I just don't want to do this anymore like mm -hmm. I can't it's just not fulfilling and yeah. like yeah there's a good chance to have a good future in it but there's just just what I'm doing I feel like I have no purpose like I'm not living my life's purpose you know yeah. and uh and eventually one day it just was a I just had a kick in the pants to go and finally do it and um I'm a really big believer that like when you are living your purpose and you're on track and you're, and you're really positive about your life, good things come to you. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty short after releasing music and 
releasing some independent music videos and stuff, the voice um, had come to me about, you know, being on the show and kind of just spiraled into what it what it is now. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird because the story, like I said, I could go on. Like I'm, I'm kind of telling the Cliff Notes version of like everything I know, that I'm, happened and how. <laughs> I'm like, hold me in it. I have more questions about this. <laughs> Because I know, I'm there like, was, where should I stop? Where should I stop? <laughs> I, I did want to touch on one thing that you said about about yes. finding your purpose, because I think that yes. there is if you, if you walk out and I, I I started doing this a couple of years ago because I went through, I was in radio for two decades, basically since I was a teenager until I'm old now, and there was uh, a <laughs> see, see what you, I did there. You are I, not I, old. I just, oh my god! I you're just ridiculous. made it. I just swapped it around. I didn't even say a number, but I. <laughs> I got to, and I, had, I, had, I mean, that was what I, I thought I was meant to do. Is I, I got to be, and we talked about this again in our, in our fantastic half hour of conversation before we recorded, is right. that I got to be the pointer, and I, I was very comfortable with that. And then becoming a program director and having some influence on the, the station and creating new stations and things like that. But like eventually, even that, which I thought was like, this is my gig, this is what I do, and I can't do anything else. For some reason, like one year, I started like going into when I go into a store or go into Walmart, I would really start to like look at people and say, I mean, I, I wonder if they're like just miserable. Like if they're waking right. up every day and going to a job that they hate, uh, and, and coming home after eight hours and going and and you know that that kind of burden on your shoulders, and you end up walking into a a, a home with a family, with a wife, with a kid, and going, here's all of my reasons I'm angry, and I'm going to take them out on you because I am not living my purpose. I'm not doing what, oh my I, God, so what I wanted to do. So when I was got out of radio, I was like, man, I, I can do anything. And then I can do yep. whatever it is that I want to do that's going to make me happy and what's going to not only fulfill me, but, you know, help me be a better, better dad. And that was, that's life altering stuff when you're like, yeah, hi life. I'm going to grab you by the good stuff and I'm just going to do exactly <laughs> what it is that I want to do. And, and I think the world needs, you know, more people to be able to find that, find I mean, at the end of the day, if it's not being a singer, if it's not, you know, being a pointer, if it's just if you're if you find something that you're like, OK, I'm happy now. You found it like you got it like ding, ding. Oh, my God. You've won. Yeah. You've won life. I, I, It's so true. It, it, you know, it's funny. And like I kind of I kind of in some ways obviously think like my upbringing, like I have such a supportive mom and mm. I had grandparents that were like itching at me to just start doing music like right. they you know my grandfather would be like I would just hate he'd give me little digs he's Italian he'd be like I would just hate to see your talent be wasted you know <laughs> like, and you know and thanks grandpa and, I know but besides little things like that I actually have to thank you know and I know it sounds weird but I have to thank Instagram I what what really finally pushed me over the edge one day was so I just I remember reading a post that was just like it, it has something to do with like just like take a moment and if you don't know what your purpose is, first, the first step to finding that is what, what's your passions? Mm -hmm. Because I think your passions and your purpose is, is linked. I think, I think that your passions and your talents and, and all of that is linked together because you were given those things for a reason to make a difference. And your purpose is going to do something greater and not only for yourself, but greater for the world. Right. Even if, even if it's a small impact, you'd be surprised that what the talents that you were given, how you're supposed to use them yeah. to be able to help even just one person, you know? And, um, and it kind of, that's kind of how it led to it was like, I was like, well, you know what? Like I'm going to start 
first just doing more things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I really, I'm, I've always been an active person, number one, then obviously music. And I'd made, I really just started making more time for that. And then I just realized I was like, I can't live without this stuff. Like right. I'm realizing that if I'm not doing this stuff, like I'm really, really unhappy. And there was a period of my, of time where I was just, you know, like I said, working and kind of just the whole grind of like going to work, going home, living for the weekend and going out kind of thing. And I was, I was just finding that I was really just super unhappy, yeah. you know, and it wasn't until I really started digging into myself and figuring out who I was and what I love most and not caring about, you know, living for anybody else. I think it's important, obviously, to care about other people, mm-hmm. but there's always that healthy balance of like, are you living for you or are you really just kind of like living for everybody else and just living in in the motions, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, it, you know, it's just, I finally started doing a little bit more and taking slow steps. Like, it's funny because when I give the cliff, cliff notes versions, it, it, it literally seems like it was like, I decided to be a singer. Here I am. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> you know? Where's like, the carpet? That's not the case. Like, yeah. I decided to be a singer. Hello, voice. Hello. Yeah. Like, you know, HMMA awards and all these things that started happening. Like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not how it was. Like, it took time. It literally took me dipping my toes, you know, in, in the water and really um, being acclimated into building new habits mm. and building a new lifestyle for myself. And then slowly but surely that momentum caught up and things kind of sped up and more things were coming my way and more opportunities were coming my, my way. And, um, you know, so I, I never want to give the false impression that it was like, I was like, I'm going to be a singer. Mm. Boom. Yeah. You know, no, like, I'm a singer. That's not, how, that's, how it happens. that's not how it was. Yeah. <laughs> How how did how did the fitness thing how did that interject itself in your life? You know, I talked uh, moments ago about the fork in the road, and there was there was some time where you you know before the Jedi stuff that that <laughs> fitness, uh, it, the extreme fitness like competing fitness, you know was was a part of a part of your life. How how did that become a thing that you like gravitated towards? Absolutely, like that's a great question because. I think a lot of people like wonder like where did that fit because mm-hmm. they'll if you google me you'll go and find like photos of like when I competed and stuff right like I'm in this like bikini with an eight pack of abs <laughs> and people are like whoa when did that happen hold on so like um and I still just just for the record so people know like I still really really am I'm, I'm super into fitness still mm-hmm. for for different reasons right. um I'm I'm all about making sure that I feel happy and positive and comfortable in my own skin. Um, you know, at one point I was 8% body fat ripped to the bone. Like yeah. I've seen my body, um, overweight and I've seen my body, you know, 8% body fat ripped to shreds. And I've seen my body now, like in between really happy, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's a, a season for everything. Um, and right now with me doing music, my main focus with fitness is just being comfortable and happy and more importantly, healthy. So I can, do the kicks and the crazy jumps and shit that I do on stage and be right. the, the fun performer I am yeah. and still be able to sing at the same time and hit all the crazy notes I want to hit and not be affected, you know? Um, but back when I started fitness, um, you know, there was a large period of my life where it wasn't important to me at all. I'm kind of around the time when I was doing the whole corporate job thing and living that nine to five life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was a period of time where I became like really just unhealthy. I, I just wasn't caring for myself. And again, I wasn't really answering to things that 
and living my purpose to things where like I was following my passions. Um, one thing that I always had been was, was a really sporty girl naturally. Um, you know, I did, I did USTA, uh, semi pro tennis, um, you know, and, and I, as a young girl, I actually had played tennis since I was three years old. So being a sporty, active female was always something that was, you know, super, something I was super passionate about Mm -hmm. and, um, and very important to me. And, um, I kind of let go of a lot of that, you know, I let go of, of being an athlete and I let go of performing and singing. And, um, I kind of just was like, okay, well I need to start taking care of myself. And, and the, the biggest change of how the whole fitness thing started was I actually was dating a guy and he just always kind of made me feel like mediocre. Mm -hmm. Like I never Mm -hmm. felt special. And I mean, at the time I was pretty overweight. So, so not that that's an excuse. Like if you're dating someone, you should be with someone that makes you feel great, Mm -hmm. you know, like for what you are. But, um, but you know, I, I just kind of never felt that way. And then, um, some, some things happen. I, I try not to talk negatively about anybody, but he just, he just ended up doing some things that were not good. And we decided we weren't, we were going to go ahead and break it off. Mm -hmm. And, um, he left me with a statement that like just changed my life. Like he was like, you are never, you're a fat ass and you're never going to find anybody better than me. Wow. And I was like, Oh, well F you (laughs) and something, I don't know what it was. I've had mean things said to me before. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's had something mean said to them. I don't know what the hell it was. That statement made me so livid. Like mm-hmm. it just lit a fire in me that was so strong that I was like, screw you. And that same day I went and I joined a gym and I just started, I just Googled, like I literally Googled everything I, that I could. Yeah. I went to bodybuilding.com. I had myself like, you know, I just basically found myself cause I knew nothing at the time. Yeah. Um, I found myself <laughs> like it. the, yeah, knew nothing. I was like a newbie. So I was like, damn it, I'm going to go ahead and just, just, you know, everything saying lift weights and do some cardio. And I'm just going to follow this, this little bodybuilding.com eating plan. And I just basically yeah. tried to find any sort of outlet I could and any sort of help that I could. And, um, I actually just went to the gym every single day, no days off, which is also not healthy. I, I knew nothing. <laughs> it, but, pause on that. But, Don't, don't watch my what? Instagram stories then. Does that's I I have there's my hashtag is uh, I'll don't I'll tell off. you I'll tell you later. It, it's yeah. Oh. But yes, people people who have sanity uh take rest days. Uh but are crazy you me? Yeah. crazy MFers like me. Sanity. I don't take rest days. It's not even just no. I don't. <laughs> oh my I don't. God. I don't take no. rest days. Oh my God. Well, you're a beast. You're a freaking beast. No, I, I need a rest day. I, I crazy. Oh my gosh. I love it crazy. Yeah, you're you are a beast. That's you beast mode, Cooper. So, um, but yeah, so I I literally was just like doing whatever I could. So went at it hard, and I think like within like the first six months or something of me doing it on my own, um, I I lost like thirty pounds or forty pounds or something, and I was just like so amped about it, and then. It, it's it's so weird like again like when you're doing stuff that makes you feel good and you're living your purpose like just just you'll manifest good things in your way and I and I was literally just I, I remember seeing like photos of people competing in my town and doing all these things and and I was just like I want to maybe do that someday and then all of a sudden like popped right in front of me this random guy walks up to me and he's like are you training for something 
And I'm just like, no, well, for life. Like, yep. I'm just training for life. Training for life. That's another <laughs> one of my hashtags, training for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just training for life. Um, that's it. That's all I really know at this point. Mm. So I don't even know if I'm doing a good job, but I'm trying. So, and he's just like, well, I would love to train you. And he, act- he actually was a trainer. And, and he's just like, you work so hard. And he's like, and, and, you know, I just, I just really feel like, you know, we could take your, your body to a whole nother level. Mm. And he kind of introduced competing to me. And, um, and that's how it happened. And he, he trained me for free and then he got me with an even better trainer, hooked me up with her. And, um, I just started competing cause I just, I loved it so much. And, and I love at the time, like that was a, a relief for me. And honestly, um, you know, I, I truthfully think one of the biggest reasons I didn't perform and didn't take, you know, doing music seriously because I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable in my own skin yet. And it mm-hmm. took me doing that. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing there is. You will never have stage fright ever again. If you can go and do a figure competition, I literally in a thong bikini. Yeah, I was going to say the only thing that, yeah, like the only thing that's covered is literally like my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like get. There's, yeah, there's so little, there's the bikinis are so little. And I, I went through, you know, posing training mm-hmm. and I just went through like hardcore boot camp training for four figure um, competing. I was with one of the best coaches at the time. And, uh, and I just remember being like, well, if I can do this, then I can do anything. And I ended up my very first competition taking the whole show. I won, I won my novice class. I won the overall class um, and, or, or one novice won my height class and then I won overall. So I took the whole show and all I wanted, all I wanted to do, I swear to you, Coop, all I wanted to do was get comfortable enough just to be able to step on stage and be proud of my body. And, um, it was just the most, I was just bawling my eyes out. I couldn't believe it that I went above and beyond my own expectations. And, um, it just really truthfully, like it was like every fear, every stage fright, every piece of, criticism I've ever had on myself it was like it just all went away and it just kind of allowed me to just go further with more that I wanted to do with myself did you get your pro card don't they give you your pro card if you like win oh no no so I was doing I was doing a national qualifier okay qualifier okay gotcha if you yeah yeah yeah. so if you you have to actually do a Mm pro-am um like a like a pro show which is nationals um and I actually never went all the way up to nationals because by my third show I ended up doing three shows total um, by my third show, when I did get my national qualification to go compete for my pro card, um, I honestly was starting to do so much with music at that point yeah. that I was like, I love music. Like fitness is a hobby. I yeah. love it. And I think like it was such a huge, um, just confidence builder for me and really led me in the right direction with having a, a more, just beautiful mindset about who I am and how I feel about myself and my confidence levels. Um, and I needed that stage of my life. I needed that season. And when you, when you go back and you look in hindsight, it's 2020, you really do realize every season of your life is so important. Um, and I really did need that, but, but you know, I have, I have no urges to ever compete or get my pro card again, to be very honest with you. Like, well, <laughs> like you, got, music, you got other music, stuff. Music There's other things happening. <laughs> you got things happening now. It's a lot yeah, of other, exactly. a, lot of, a lot of big picture stuff. And no, I mean, that's, that was one of the reasons that I, I, I had that question. Cause I, I, I originally wanted to ask about nerves and if there was some nerves, I mean, when you talk about getting on stage in front of people or, or and we'll get into talking about your being on the voice, which having talked to other voice uh, contestants that have been on that show, they talk about the difference between being uh, an artist who, 
you know, you don't typically perform in front of, you know, that big of an audience in, in, you know, in the soundstage and you, then all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, there's millions of people watching around the world, you know, that can get into your head a little bit. But the reason I wanted to ask that is because, and I didn't Google it, I didn't Google you and find any pictures. So just want to let you know that, get that out of the way. (laughs) But, but, but having, having known people that have competed in those uh, competitions, male and female, uh, first off for as small as those bikinis are, they're like stupidly expensive. Like it's, I'm like, there's nothing, like there's nothing here. Like how does this cost (laughs) thousands of dollars? I don't understand. Seriously, that was the first thing I said. So like when I got my first bikini, I had a different one for every show Mm -hmm. and I I would find sponsors and stuff. Thank God. Um, but literally when I, when I found out what the price was, I was like, holy shit, because mm-hmm. this bikini is so little. And I will say, like, they do glue, like, all those Swarovski crystals and stuff on it. But I was just not expecting it, to, I think, to be as expensive as it was. But my my every single one of my bikinis were – my first one was $700. $700. My second one, because it was a bigger show – um, I think I went up to eight and then when I knew I was going to do my last show, it was, it was like an a thousand dollar bikini. Yep. I feel like I, I'm, I'm in the wrong business. Like if I was, if I was in it for the money, I'd be like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take little tiny pieces of fabric and glue shit to them. That's going to be my job. Coop, Coop you need to get that. Now you, another thing to add to your resume, oh, you great. get that yeah. bedazzling game, that bedazzling game. Get that, get that shit going. So I'm, I'm going to make that. I'm going to make jeans and I'm going to make, <laughs> make bikinis, jeans for guys, exactly. bedazzle jeans for dudes. And uh, and bikinis for uh, for uh, competitive women. No, uh, I'd wear one. I, Actually, Steve's right next to me, and he said he'd wear them. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I could convince I both it. of you. <laughs> Finally, my my career is about to take off in that field. You have so many things going for you right Man. now. Like we we have within an hour found all these new things about you, all these new interests, and. I'll tell you what, like you have so many options. Like I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, I, it, talents I didn't even know that I, I had, but uh, I'll Google them. <laughs> I'll just Google it and figure out how to do it, and then we'll make it a thing. But you can do that with anything these days. I really so that's can. Accurate as all like, hell. <laughs> how do you become a disc jockey? I know. Google it. But there's so, we'll, so we'll, it's, it's limitless. The, the it really, options are limitless. Really, it's it, it not a and sometimes not a good way. Like you shouldn't. No, no don't, don't. I agree. No. <laughs> Stay out of the rabbit hole down there, people. But I digress. I think the cool thing about being able to to have you find that confidence, and you know, we talked about being on on that kind of stage in that little of. I mean, that that is there is no nerves that I think can overcome that. And once you have that, you're like, well, I'm good now. I mean, it, I can wear whatever in front of as many thousands of people as I can because I've done this already. But you see, it's so true, especially when you've done it like literally yeah. almost naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have that dream anymore. You, it was like the second I ever when I stepped, I used to get nervous doing karaoke. I, like <laughs> when I, you know, and that was I was I'd be like, oh my god, like I'm gonna do karaoke. I'm so scared, oh, you no. know. And then like I stepped, I don't know, I was like a different person after I stepped on a stage in a bikini mm-hmm. that little. I was like working it yeah. people were cheering for me they were loving it like i was doing shit that like i didn't even rehearse with my coach she was actually super pissed at me at the end <laughs> that's not the <laughs> routine like, <laughs> that ain't it. She, i get off the, i get off the stage and she was like what the hell was that and she's like you're lucky you didn't mess it all up and i'm like i was feeling it leave me alone <laughs> i was in the zone coach give me a break i was, I was in the zone i was in my own flair leave me alone so the, so clearly the nerves are gone. There's there's no more butterflies yes. in in that in that stage 
present scenario. Uh, but so oh yeah, want to get into? It's almost kind of weird. It's yeah. almost kind of weird. Like like I don't know what happened, but it just it did. It all went away, and then I kind of I kind of had this. I kind of have developed this attitude with everything in life. Um, and I, I don't get nerves. Like you can kind of ask mm. people. Like it's really rare for me to get nervous for anything. I'm a super like level human being mm. all the time. Um, a very, very happy, like I'm, I'm an abnormally jo- jovial human being, mm-hmm. but a very, very level. Like I just don't get super, super antsy. I don't get like a lot of anxiety for the most part. Um, I mean, everybody has moments for human, but right. I've really developed this, this mindset that, you know, what's meant for me will be mine. Mm-hmm. And like, if you just kind of go into anything with that mindset, like you just, you learn how to just soak it up and and have fun in mm-hmm. the moment instead yeah. of like freaking out about little things and you know that that was something that was so important to me on the voice and I've actually you know told this in interviews before where people are like well were you nervous before you're about to go on stage and you were singing in front of celebrity coaches and this and that and I was like I know this sounds really crazy but I wasn't like I was more focused on making sure that I had fun because yeah. I didn't want those moments. Moments like that are so freaking quick. Mm-hmm. Like they go so fast. You literally feel like like the way that it feels when I remember that. And even even right after the performance on The Voice, like between me performing with and apparently I was talking to the coaches for like 30 minutes, like after which they never show you that much. Right. But <laughs> you have a, a long time of talking with them. They edit it down for you. Yeah, they edit it all yeah. up and everything. And, um, you know, you just you have surprisingly, though, a lot of people get a good amount of time afterwards and you're just chatting. And if they love you, they'll just chat it up. They want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apparently was chatting with them for 25 minutes. But I swear to you, it, it literally felt like I blinked my eyes between singing and chatting and then going backstage. It was just done yeah. in a flash. And and I told myself, I remember just just saying it like right before I stepped on stage. I was like, I want to remember this. Like, yeah. like. I know I'm going to have a lot of cool moments in my life. I'm going to do a lot more things cooler than this moment here. Like, I really believe that, but I'm like, I really want to remember this. Like, I don't want to, I, I just want to remember the details and I don't want to be focused on freaking out and doing everything so perfect that I'm not focusing on the fun that I'm having and all the cool details of like, and I, and it's, it's crazy. Cause like it was so quick, but I can literally remember like, looking at people and looking at audience members in their eyes and, Mm. and like the people's faces to me and just being so into it and like what the stage felt like. And like, I made a point to like really breathe in and like feel everything. And it was just super cold. And like, I just really remember that moment. And like, there's been so many times I haven't done that, that I like didn't remember those finite details. And I was like, Oh, like, yeah, it was kind of like this, but like, I don't really remember it that well, but Mm. I was like, I'm not doing that this time. I want to remember it. And I kind of take a moment to now do that with everything that I do. Is it true that before your performance in the blinds that you on your phone had a picture of Blake Shelton in his chair setting that when they turn it around, it says, I want you. And that was on your phone before the blinds even happened. Is that true? Yes. How did you find that? I do my research, girl. I don't mess around. Yo, that's so funny because I was just talking about this the other day. I'm a I'm a huge like believer in manifesting mm-hmm. and and law of attraction and like if you're you know if you're positive you'll attract the things that you want in your life and and bet probably even better things. And yes, that is so true. And a lot of people actually don't know that, but 
They do I now. I put a picture. I, yeah, they do now. <laughs> I put a picture of Blake Shelton because I, and it's funny because I was really only really worried about just, just him turning. Mm. Um, and I, so I, I had just him on my phone. It was a photo of him standing up and it said, I want you like with the way it lights up on the yep. chair and had his like row lit up. And I, every single night before the show for, I think it was like, like two or three months before I knew I was going to go to my blind audition. Um, and even while I was out in LA beforehand, mm. um, I was literally just visualizing that I'm like, Blake's in turn for me, Blake's in turn for me. I know it. I can see it. I can feel it. And I would literally just visualize that moment and him talking to me and selecting me and singing my song perfectly. I'd run through every single, single note, like the way mm. that like a lot of basketball players and sports people talk about how they visualize, like what they're going to do on the court. Yep. Like I was doing that for this performance. And, um, it's funny because the real behind the scenes, the real, real behind the scenes was initially I was supposed to be singing my church. Mm. I was supposed to be singing a completely different song, but I, when I would visualize every single night, for some reason, my visualizations were me singing I'm with you by Avril Lavigne. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I can't, this is the song I'm singing. And then I ended up going onto the show and when they switched it, they switched my song on me and it ended up being that song, which Ta-da. is crazy. I, I actually literally freaked out. Like I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm so freaking powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I own the universe. I had a moment. I really did. I had a moment, but, That's fabulous. Um, but I'm like, I'm the creator of my reality. Like I freaked out. So, so um, but yeah, it was, it was all true. And when that whole thing happened, it like pretty much for the most part went play by play as my visualizations, except my little self didn't think about like, Oh, well what happens if someone else besides Blake Shelton turns and to my surprise, <laughs> which they always say, like, they always say, be prepared for the universe to give you more. If you're a positive person, mm-hmm. like you'll probably get better than you want, you know? Right. And, uh, and I did. And Kelly turned too. And I remember being like, oh my God, I didn't even think about like if someone else turned. So I went through this, I went through this moment when they were talking to me and I was actually contemplating changing my mind (laughs) and choosing Kelly. But, uh, (laughs) I I went with my gut. I went with what I had been visualizing and, um, I'm, I'm still proud of that decision. So, (laughs) well, it, it, it worked out. You, you got, you know, you put it on your phone, things happen, you know, and I, I think that's, uh, that mentality in, and I, I, I do believe in that, in that law of attraction. I do think what, what you also combine with it. And that's, that's very evident is there's thinking it and then there's thinking it and putting the work in. And I think that, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the key element that I think that, that you are hugely successful, successful with is that, you know, you, you put out in front of you, or if you, uh, if you going to my bathroom not that you're here but if you did there's um there's post-it notes all around my mirror and yeah different sayings different things uh just things that i i read to myself every single day and i say okay um you know one of them is you know the phrase that we uh that you shouldn't do people who are listening who are sane is that rest days are for pussies because uh, they're <laughs> It's it's a campaign's oh thing, uh, and and then when, I'm wearing the same shirt that says "Nobody cares, work harder." Um, <laughs> I love that. I need one of those. Um, I'll get you one. But there's um. Oh my god! Yes. There can is we, a. Can we rock it together oh, and take a oh, photo? Trust me, we are you and I at Country Fest are going to 
somehow coordinate outfits? I mean, obviously, if you're if I'm hoisting you up on top of your your fancy chair that I have to bring you on the stage on with now, uh, I, I I need to have at least some matching attire, and maybe it is maybe it is a Cam Haynes uh, nobody cares work harder uh, shirt, but I, I, I don't. I don't care if I have to like change into it. We're taking a photo <laughs> with of that. Like that's awesome. I need one of those. That's the best. And I will. I'll, I'll bring up my leather pants, and like life will just be really, really <laughs> ironic for that moment in time. You're be spot great. on. You are spot yeah. on. <laughs> but there, but there is the, the the work element, and I think that is it's conducive in in fitness, and it's conducive in music, and 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 if you are passion oh, yeah. driven about your life. You know, you talked about when you worked out, you started working out and you started feeling better and mindset changed and, you know, performing in fitness competitions, all of a sudden your, your confidence level increases and your, your nerves are basically an, a non-existent thing now. All of that, yeah. all of those, those moments, being on, on the voice and not being nervous about it and, and taking that moment and breathing it in because, you know, being present and being in the present is like literally the most important thing that there is, is to be mm-hmm. present in the moment. So all of that stuff combined with the fact that you have a visualization mindset that you're like, okay, I, I see what I'm going to do. And now I'm going to do all the steps it takes to get there. I mean, that you're kind of like a lethal weapon at this juncture of your Aww, life. For real. Like, um, That's like the best compliment ever. <laughs> hashtag lethal weapon. And no, not like, kinda, not the Mel Gibson I movie. I kind of want to make like, like I kind of want a T-shirt of that because I love that. <laughs> Man, my to-do list keeps getting longer. Okay, uh, Cam, I'm gonna get the nobody cares work harder shirt and the Jess Lee Lethal <laughs> Weapon shirt. Okay, okay, all of all of these things are happening. Like, I feel like I need an album like that's named or like a tour that's named like Lethal Weapon. Lethal I freaking Weapon love tour. That. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Again, just put it put it in the phone book. That is my resume now. That is doing adding ideas in there. But there, that that mindset, I think, and and I, I want to you know, talk about that that voice experience because you you take that and the knowledge that you gain from that. Now, obviously, that's not how everybody in 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 music makes it. It's a it's a different element, it's a different animal. But you do learn a lot in a very short period of time about. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the lights and the, the the glam and the 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 success and the heartbreak that goes into into any musical career. But coming out of that, moving to Nashville, continuing on with fitness, owning your social media, being you know hugely interactive with your with your fans, the Just Legion. By the way, in case anybody. Yes. Just case shout <laughs> oh out to the Just God. Legion. You're the freaking best. Like seriously. I'm I'm not even kidding. I'm like naming this right now. You are like probably the most prepared, best, best interviewer I've ever worked with. Like you're the real deal coop for it fe- real. It feels like I paid you to say that. It feels like I slipped no, you this, like I got you a t shirt or something. This is not an ad. This is <laughs> no. I need like a little I need like a little thing that says not an actor at not, the bottom. Not an actor. Not pay not a paid actor. <laughs> But there's not a paid actor, <laughs> not a paid pointer. I'm the pointer. Remember, I'm not I'm not an actor. I'm a pointer. <laughs> right. But when you when you have all of these elements going on, obviously, you know, the fitness portion of it is not like you're driving towards that. It's just now a part of who you are. Uh, the music is a part of you are the songwriting aspects of it, the performance aspect of it. All of these things, the social media aspect of it. Let's throw a tornado into that mix as well. Right. All of these things are happening. There's a million things going on in your life right now. How do it's you crazy. find balance? Because at the one of the things that that 
can happen is you start to lean one way and one thing kind of kind of lags down a little bit but to find the balance where do you where are you finding that you're able to keep all of these kind of balls juggled in the air all at once uh and and seemingly to the course of this conversation you got you know you got your shit figured out you kind of got life by the by the good stuff I mean, how do you do it? What's, what's, what's the secret? Is it, is it all mindset? Is it just like knowing what you want and going for it? What's, uh, what's the, what's the method to the magic? I, I think the biggest thing, especially too, when now your passions become, like you said, like your everyday life, Mm -hmm. like now I'm not just doing music just for the fun of it anymore. It's become, it's become my life and become my career. And sometimes that can be a great thing for people. And then sometimes when you overly consume yourself with the stuff you love and it becomes not only just your, your pleasurable stuff but your but your you know like your bread you know you know like it's what's putting the bacon on the table as well like sometimes Mm. that can make that can also tie uh discord into that situation you know so um for me i seriously i know this sounds so plain and simple but i think i think the biggest thing that makes me just really find that balance is first off taking a moment to really reflect and like actually appreciate where you came from and not necessarily to go back and look, you know, like look to pick yourself apart for any reason, but to go back in time and just really appreciate like, like the growth, Mm. like finding you, finding you time to meditate to yourself and have quiet time, but also to meditate on where you've come from and looking back at all the seasons of your life and really just like taking a moment to appreciate like what you've gone through to get like one of my favorite sayings is when, um, you know, you've prayed for the things you have now. Mm, And like at one time you Mm. prayed for the things that you have now. And like in those moments where I'm like, I don't have enough, I don't have enough or I'm not good enough or I want to be here. I want to be there. Like I really try to just sit down And think like, well, at one time, like, I wish I was wishing to be right here, you know, Mm -hmm. and the balance is, is just trying to trying to remember that we have such a long life to live. And, you know, we're on we're on this journey and we just have to be able to be present, like you were saying, you Mm -hmm. know, like taking a moment to just really appreciate what you have and how hard you've worked to get there and that you also have so much more time, like you have your whole life to just go after it and it's it's you're gonna get there like if you really believe it and you focus your mind you're gonna get there you just gotta you just gotta be able to enjoy it and not add discord and not add resistance to the equation and um i think i think honestly meditation has been the biggest thing like the absolute biggest thing just taking time to meditate and just really enjoy who i am as a person Mm -hmm. and then anything that i also love too like just going out and trying to find time for, for things that are just fun. And, you know, I I still love music and fitness the way that I did when, you know, before I was doing it full time or all the time or whatever. But a lot of that has been because I've really taken a time to look at things that are other passions and other hobbies and things that I love besides music and throwing those in the mix here and there to kind of change things up and make sure that I am doing other things that I love now that these things have kind of become part of my everyday lifestyle, you know, I think you, hit on um, but I, I'd say more than anything, meditation, meditation yeah. is so freaking important. Like I, I know a lot of people take it for granted and mm. I even get caught up in, in losing track of, of making sure that I do it every single day. But I think a lot of people 
don't realize the importance of of you time yeah. and just literally reflecting on yourself and having a moment of just silence and letting your source you know tell you the things that are inspired and and the things that you really want two huge important takeaways from that quieting the mind is maybe the most powerful tool in the toolbox the ability to yeah. for however however long you you can sustain it and it can be very difficult especially when you, your your bandwidth is almost exceeding uh you know what the uh, what the wi-fi will provide you know because there's there's so many things going <laughs> right. on in the, in the outside world and then uh, you know you start diving into social media aspects of it and then it's even crazier you know but to be able to find that time whether it's five minutes or ten minutes or an hour uh, a day to just be in silence it's that is again one of the most important tools that that human beings have that i think is is often overlooked another another key thing it is and it's so simple and it's free that's what that's what's mind-blowing to me is like it's literally you time it's it's one of the it's been proven over and over again that it's one of the most constructive things you can Mm -hmm. ever do for yourself and and it's a free tool and there's so many people not taking advantage of it Mm -hmm. you know it's just so interesting to me. And the sec- <laughs> the second huge point, and it 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 like got me. It got me right in the nobody cares, right in in, in the middle of the chest area. <laughs> there is time. A lot of times, people get caught up in in age and where you are in, in life and and what you've done in the past. And if man, if you would have started this journey here, or if you would have known or made this decision back when you were. A teenager, or when you were in your early twenties, and now that you're, you know, you're at this point, it's too late. In this day and age, like we're not even throw football references in there. Uh, we're not even like a quarter of the way. You know, for for you, you're not even a quarter of the way. For me, I'm like not even at halftime yet because again, I'm right. kinda, I'm, I'm older and and, <laughs> and and taller. There's something about a mindset that says, man, if I'm not even at halftime and I've already done the things I've done, experienced the things that I've experienced, the the life experiences, the trials, the tribulations, the hard times, the great times, the great memories, man, imagine what we can do because we get to exactly. do it again. You can do whatever the hell you exactly. want to do. And that's that's that finding happiness part that we talked about a long, a long time ago now is that oh I'm not happy. Oh, wait, tomorrow I can wake up and figure out like, shit, I have 40, 50, 60, 80 more years to find happiness, and I'm going to go down this path instead of this path where I'm miserable, and voila, universe, hello, providing, right. ta-da, right. damn, it's good. Right. It's so Sometimes, good. you know, it's, it literally just starts, and I just, I just, uh, it's so cool, like, I swear, I'm that this is right here is proof of law of attraction, like, you know, like-minded uh, attract each other, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the way it is, like, I've, I've come across so many like-minded people, so many beautiful, positive souls such as yourself since, you know, changing my mindset. And that's all, that's all it has to start with. It's a, starts with a mindset change first and then just small actions every day towards the things you want, you know, and, and you're gonna, you're gonna get there. And, you know, it's just mind blowing to me when, and kind of sad when like people will post things that are like, you know, I lived, I've already lived the best times of my life or the best years of your life looking Mm. back in their twenties or whatever it was. And I don't think that way at all. I no. think like, oh my God, like I've, I've been to 15 countries. I'm mm. touring internationally. I'm doing all this stuff. Like it's only going to get better, right. you know? Yeah. And it's just so weird to me, like how people are like, oh, I've lived my best times. And I'm like, dude, I have so much yeah. to do. Like I've got so much that I'm going to do. And I just already think like if I, if I've already done all that, 
in my mid and before my mid twenties, like, mm-hmm. what else am I going to do when I have literally a whole three quarters of my life to live essentially, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's all a mindset. It really is. It's all a mindset. It's all about, you know, being able to have that, that focus and, you know, that, that diligence to, and like you said, mixing that, that focused mindset with actions. And it's not even about going and being like, I've got to change everything about myself tomorrow. It's just, it's, it all starts with small actions and the momentum will come and everything, you know, everything starts to feel easier because you get better, you know? There is a, uh, and and I, I, want to get on to our next big topic because it's it's fantastic and I, I want to to rave about it uh so we'll do that in one second but there is <laughs> like literally like rave like um i'm gonna go nostradamus on you and it's gonna be wild yes. but uh, uh okay, cool wild i love I know, that it's gonna be wild hang on but there's um man when you find your happiness like when you find your yourself and you know who you are and you know what it is that that makes you happy and you know the path that you want to take. And it is amazing when you let go of giving a shit about what anybody else thinks or says about in a negative manner about your journey that you're on or the decisions that you make or anything. When you stop caring about that, I think I lost probably 20 pounds of just stress because I was oh, I oh always concerned about yeah. like, well, what what is what if somebody doesn't think I'm uh, the, the smartest, or what if nobody thinks I, uh, well, you know, my pants are too. T- I don't fucking. When people start to, when they just have, you let that go, that internal dialogue that every, you think everybody is talking about you, or people post things on, you know, on social media. John Boy four six four nine seven is like, Ugh, you're a stupid <laughs> podcaster. What do you know about anything? When you start to not care, and you start to realize that man, that person it really has. They took the time to post, to say, to make a comment out of their life, negative towards you, even though you're yeah. trying to do something good. Like, man, I feel bad for that guy, John Boy two six four six seven. I feel too. I think like, man. that's so funny you're saying that because I don't get why people get so booty hurt over things. Mm. I actually think it's the most hilarious thing ever. That's exactly how I think of it. It's like you literally. We're scouring the internet to find someone to hate on today because you feel so shitty about yourself yeah, and your yeah. life and your mm-hmm. situation. And to me, it's it's sad, but it's also kind of hilarious because yeah. like I've had, which I will say, like for the most part, I actually have a lot, a lot of love on my page. Like yeah, I usually, yeah. it's very rare I get any sort of hate, knock on wood, knock on head, knock on everything. Cause like I've actually like really have my page set really nice, but I don't think enough, enough people like use the the beautiful block button like who cares like literally <laughs> Unfollow. If, if it's not if it's if it's not gonna affect you in like even five months five years whatever like mm. forget it like you're yeah. gonna you're literally like t- the funny thing is is like i i've used that button before and man it feels so good you yeah. just you're just like okay see ya and you block them and then you literally will never remember to, it's like you literally shut them off for your life forever yeah it's great it, the two you seconds know? later they're like oh yeah what what they they're no longer exist. Poof! I took my magic wand, and they are no longer part of my universe. I have made the world a better right. place. Thank you. That's why and I'm the, here. And the funny, exactly. And the funny thing is, is like those people. It's not a it's not a you problem. It's a them problem. It's mm. a it's a it's a perception, and it's a perception on their end problem. And the funny thing is, is that you just happen to be. What most people don't realize is you just happen to be in their path. Right. Like you were someone that they came across, they could pick on today, 
And the funny thing is, is the second you block them, they're just going to go do it to someone else because they have nothing better to do, you know? And, uh, but I agree. Like I, 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 I believe in, in stress weight and, Mm -hmm. and all that, that crazy stuff. And one thing that's for certain too, is when I stopped worrying about all that stuff and stopped hating on myself so much and, and stopped caring so much. I, the world literally, I remember, I literally remember the feeling of like stepping outside one day and just being like, Oh my God, like the world just looks prettier. Like, like I see clearer. Like when I was, when I was going through some of my hard times and, and before I just really took time to care about myself and, and, and it was all around the time again, like before I just started investing in my passions and, Mm. and, you know, I was working at a job I wasn't really happy doing. I remember just feeling like everything always looked hazy. Everything always felt like it was heavy. Life felt heavy. The world seemed dimmer. And like, I just, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like one day you literally will just like, you'll know you're in, living your purpose and you're living in light and you'll feel enlightened because everything will look that way. You'll feel it. You'll see it. You'll smell it. Food will taste better. Yeah. Like I swear it's a real yeah. thing. It's, <laughs> it's a real thing. Food will taste better. Smells will smell better. You'll see brighter colors. That's a real life. It's a real life, man. <laughs> one, one million percent. One million percent. It's a, you find that, that day, that moment that it happens and you're like, wow, like you, you feel like you, I want to say reborn, but you have a whole new outlook and appreciation for everything that's around you. And I think you, you stated it beautifully with how everything, everything's just better. And it's, uh, yeah, just, it's true. I love it. Speak, it's true. Speaking of amazing so things, true. speaking of things yes. that are about to blow the roof off some shit. I was lucky enough. <laughs> I was, I was blessed the power of the universe worked in my favor. Uh, Steve shared uh, your new single, which is not out yet, with me. I know. Private. You're part of the exclusive I know. club, Coop. He, he slightly yelled <laughs> at me in cups. He said, don't play this for anybody else. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, but Do It Like is the new single from Jessly, and I got a chance to hear it. And you're, I, you're like doing like little teases online, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then Steve's like, hey, dude, like, Take a listen. I'm like, oh, this. <laughs> now again, oh. Nostrada- the Nostradamus in me has has this uh, to say after listening to the single. Shit's Paul, about. Do we, do we need to do we need to put a not an ad or not an actor not, underneath? Not an right ad. Now? Not not paid for this is by. Not a paid actor. No, okay. Not not paid for by <laughs> nobody. No, this is this is from this is from the heart. Uh, and from the ears and from the mind and from every place that songs go, uh, this, this like things for you. I, and we just talked about how crazy they are. You got a million things going on. It's just, it's boom, 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 boom. Things are about to go, uh, not even next level. Like if there's a level above next level, like that's where shit's going. Like this song is going to hit on March 27th. Uh, by the way, uh, this may be an ad kind of, uh, JustlyMusic.com slash do it like to pre-order. Slid that in there Woo! smoothly. <laughs> but no, he, hearing that song and and just understanding the the phonetic way that radio works and the phonetic, you know, just just how like how magic things happen is that one song. That one song becomes the launching pad for an artist in their career. Now I've again I told you down the rabbit hole of the Jessly YouTube universe. I've spent 
many a night, many a day, many a morning in Amazon Music, just just jamming out to uh, to burn and to uh, don't want a toy friend, you want a boyfriend. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, get over, over him and get over him. Like right I'm now. just that bit just jamming. And I love them all, and I think they they all they all are at their core. You, by the way, you're very jaded in love. But let's get that, that'll be for the next <laughs> podcast. We'll we'll save that for next time. But yes, yes, please. We, I mean, we have. There's still a hell of a lot more. So oh yeah, man, we should cut this segment in two so we can have a whole another like round of this. Oh, we're, we're, again, you're Italian and I talk for a living. So I mean, we, this like we could have our own podcast and we just talk about random things. <laughs> That's that, so true. And we'll get T-shirts made that say "Lethal Weapons" on it or something crazy like that. Yes. <laughs> but this is going to be, and again, this is Nostradamus and me. This is your song. Like this will be the 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 springboard into stardom i mean you're already a star you're already oh my gosh thank you so much <laughs> but you know, every artist needs that with that one song because that you know a lot of them had the song before and they had the song before it feels like this is your one like this is going to be like okay <laughs> okay world um watch out because jessley is about to come and throttle you like this oh is that gosh. song i i i literally like i'm i mean this i don't i i i i have no words like i it's it means so much to me because the amount of effort that was put into the song to make it so perfect, like the best way that I can explain it is it's been way too long since I released freaking music. Like <laughs> if you go back and you look at the time that it's been since I released over him mm. it, to me, I was, I was threatened. I was freaking out. I was like, this is taking too long. This is taking too long. Yeah. And looking back in a way, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad we took our time with it because this was not an easy song to make exactly what we wanted to make it because yeah. it is very cross genre and it's everything mm. I wanted in the song, but it was because we took our time on it and we really, really delved into exactly what we wanted it to, to, to do and be and sound like and feel like. And, um, and it means so much to me because so much extra time was taken mm. on this song because, um, when, I, when I wrote it, initially I, I, how it started was I, I had a hook in my head that was just, I just couldn't get it out. I was singing it. I just created this hook and this, this melody line and this chorus. And it just like, I couldn't stop singing it. Like it was like a song on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, I need to write this song. Like I just need to write it. And, um, I was singing it around my, some of my team and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, it's just song that like I want to write. Like I was just humming it and just kind of jamming to my own thing. Mm, <laughs> and, my own uh, world. And yeah, I was in, literally, I'm in my own world all the time. Like people <laughs> would just be like, yo, yo, and I got to snap. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. Um, but I was just jamming and, and you know, it, it literally was them. And they were like, people around me were like, yo, like you need to write that. I'm like, I know, but I'm like, I don't want to tackle this alone. Like right. I really want to get a bunch of brains on this. So it actually was a four way, write. Um, with Sam James and Rob Grimaldi, um, myself, and then Steve Virginia. And we, uh, we, we just, it was one of those things that was stream of consciousness. And I think the best stuff comes when you're just having fun and you're not putting like a ton of pressure on yourself, but like, you still care. Like, like you got, you have to care. Like you can't just be like, you know, given, not given a shit and just right. like expecting, you mm -hmm. know, something great to happen. So like, it's always, again, that balance. I think life is all about that in every single way, being able to be like not putting too much pressure on yourself, 
but but you know caring enough to to want to release something great and um my my part was like I just I don't want to write it alone like I really want to put some great minds on this and mm. get and and have you know some some ping pong of of thoughts back and forth right. so we can have some some just I don't know just just some some different points of view and it just came out exactly exactly how I wanted like everybody was so interactive that day there's so many laughs like we all you know it was like us just chilling and eating food and it was like one of the most chill rides I've ever had and ended up coming out with what is now my favorite release like mm. this is anything that I've ever wanted to push myself as an artist this is I feel like my team and I have finally brought me to the point where we're we're exactly who we've been trying to mm. to create that image of this um I guess a good explanation of it was, was I had a, a, a press release that came out that kind of the words kind of became viral as being a modern day Shania Twain with, mm. with Christina Aguilera vocals. And my team kind of played on that and just basically ran with it. And although like I can kind of see things like that, I'm still, I'm still me, you know, right. like I'm still like, right. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily exactly like anybody else. So it's been like kind of using that imagery and playing off those words because it is very accurate, but also still maintaining being, you know, the artist that I am and making sure that I'm me and I am different. I am my own entity. And, um, and I feel like we finally in this song, in my imagery, in my style, everything that I've, I am like, it's all finally coming out and coming together and the stars are aligning. And that's why your words mean so much because it has been time and a lot of consistency mm -hmm. to get to this point. And, you know, it's funny because when you go back and you look from my very first release, which actually is taken down now um, because we're, we're really starting to like full on rebrand everything to being this product that we've been trying to get to right. um, now. And uh, my very first release was, you know, completely different than where I'm at. But I had this, this mindset of being right here. Like, I knew I wanted to be here. It's just all about getting with those other like-minded co-creators. Because mm. this is not, I'm telling you right now, anybody who wants to do music, this is not a a career like that you can do it on your own. Anybody yeah. who says they're doing mm. it on their own, they're, they're, it's a fallacy. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they're lying. Not what it is. They're lying. They're lying. They're straight up lying. Yes. Like, that's not how this career works. It takes a freaking tribe. Like, it, it, it takes it just, it, it takes a lot of people. Like you have to, it's just, it is a co-creation career. That's the way that it is. And it's been years of me getting the right people around me and knowing where I wanted to be, you know, even with my producer and stuff, like it wasn't, it wasn't until I got with Brad mm -hmm. Hill and, and some of the bigger writers, writers out here that I've been wanting to write with wasn't until I got with every single one of them where the stars aligned and I finally feel like I'm putting out a song that is 100% everything I ever wanted. And uh, that's why I mean so much. That's why I mean so much because this is the first first release, the very first release I've ever felt that way. And to mm. know that that is reflecting through this song means more than, than you know. It means more than anything that's ever going to come from this song. So Here's my... Uh, my my final take on Jessly because I, I I like I said it feels like I've spent a lot of time with you in the last two weeks, completely unbeknownst to you, but I have been. Um, yeah, you you have country in your soul, 
you have country and pop in your heart, but girl, you got rock and roll in your guts. It's just, man, <laughs> oh, you're like this, this perfect combination of, of all these elements. And I think the great thing about, about music and your music in particular is that it doesn't have to be pigeonholed into one thing, because I think you, you. you have all the elements of, 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 of stars in, in country, in pop, uh, in rock. I think there's just across the board. Uh, and this song, I think, really does a fabulous job of portraying all of those elements uh, and all of all your talents. And so I'm, I'm so happy for you and so happy for, uh, for March 27th when the single hits, because like I said, it's going to take me like six months to get you back on a podcast after the song hits. Cause you're going to be like, I'm sorry, I'm in Mulan. I'm doing a show for the Prince and they're carrying me in on some fucking chair or something. <laughs> Not for you, Coop. Not yeah. for, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, uh, <laughs> in, in keeping the ones that, you know, keeping the ones close that, that brought you to the dance. So well, I, I, I always, I always appreciate the people that are early in with me and, you know, these times are so tender because it's mm. it's so funny. I'm like above the below, but below the upper. I'm right. I'm right there at that quote unquote breaking, like breaking the glass ceiling point, you know, and uh, right. I've felt it in a couple moments. And then I've also felt, you know, it's like the one step forward, two steps back and then vice versa sometimes, you know, and uh, that's this that's this career. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in being with the people that are so supportive during these times because those are usually the people that are in it for the right reasons. And I, and I know that sounds weird, but it, it's the truth. Like I, I have so many friends that, you know, have, have, I've used their careers and people that have been in their life as example. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just so important to make those valuable relationships early on because, you know, a lot of the times you start attracting people that, um, are just in it for, for the, the ride. And then they only want to be there for the top of the wave, you mm -hmm. know? And, um, for me, it's so important to get those people around you that are supportive from the get go. And even in those kind of, um, neutral points. And, um, I think that, the, you know, I think that it's, it's interesting cause I, uh, I feel trajectory and, and I feel like a constant momentum. And I, like I've said, I feel like, you know, every single year has, there's been substantial growth, mm. but, um, you know, I, uh, I always, always appreciate everybody who is, a part of that because, you know, I, I know where I want to go and I feel like I haven't quite reached that yet. And for everybody who's here for that ride, that's super important to me. So I really appreciate you and I appreciate this time and, mm. um, and you, you taking the time to, to get to know me even before talking to me and, <laughs> and being so prepared and offering to hold my throne. I know, I know. There's, there's no end to the things that I would do. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I got to get shirts. I got to get my, make sure my leather pants still fit. Uh, I got to create the the new tour, you know, emblem, you know, the Lethal Weapon tour. I mean, I, there's, you know, I've, it's so good. I've, I've created my own monster in myself because I'm like, it's well, I, so good. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Things I want to I want to make sure that listeners of the, this podcast know. Uh, first and foremost, the single uh, "Do It Like It" drops on March 27th. You can get it pre-order right now. Uh, I know you guys are doing a bunch of awesome uh, contesting with that. Uh, Justlymusic.com/slash/do-it-like. Yes. Pre-order it and then uh, and then send them a picture of of the official confirmation that you pre-ordered it, and you'll be entered to win some awesome stuff. Also, 
Country Fest is coming up this June. You are going to be there on the 27th. Yes. Kane Brown and John Party and Runaway June and Jessly and uh, me in leather <laughs> pants. I, I don't know what more could sell tickets than that right there. And oh, by the way, there's, there's two and a half more days. I was just going to say that. Before if people that. don't want to just come to see you rock in leather pants, then they're idiots. <laughs> Woman, we are trying to sell tickets here. Hey, what? We're trying to sell them, not have them Don't call up. Don't get a sell. I'd call. Uh, I would come. I would literally be like, hey, what's up? These yeah. scoops are leather pants. Great. Now I got to start doing two a days again. Oh, wait. That's 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 neither here nor there. <laughs> Countryfest.com. No days off is enough. I promise, Scoop. You no, got this. You're killing I it. I know you, you, you hate me for it, but uh, I don't I don't I don't take days off. Countryfest.com <laughs> is the website. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, get your camping all set so you can be part of the the entire uh, three and a half day experience. Uh, VIP reserved uh, GA tickets. Uh, so much going on and prepare accordingly. Justly. Uh, I'll put all of your links to all of your socials and your website in the show notes of this podcast, and uh, and people can, can follow you and and get that pre-order in. And in literally three and a half months, you and I are going to be twinsies in Kadat, Wisconsin. Wait. Oh I know. man, it's going to be so much fun. fun. That is the word I was looking for. Is fun. It is going to be fun. <laughs> and there's going to be cameras around, and uh, I. I have to start doing more squats, and I'm just and I'm and like I gotta really rock those pants. You gotta work. You gotta work. Make sure you uh, work on some of those IG poses. You know. Yeah. I'll Google it. I'll get on the Google machine, and I'll start eating more protein, and uh, less cardio down, lift up. Okay, I, I got I got my home plan set out for the next three months. Oh my God, Cooper, you're gonna look you're gonna look look better than me in these photos. Shit. People are gonna be like, they're not even gonna care. They're gonna be like, yo, who's the guy? Who's yeah. the guy? Like I'm gonna post a photo and they're gonna not they're not even gonna care about me. They're right. like, who's who's that? Let, <laughs> let me let me correct you right now. No, they won't. <laughs> and we'll end with that. Jessly, I I you are amazing, an amazing human being, an amazing artist, and I am I'm oh, thank thank, I'm so thankful that we got this time to connect. I'm thankful that you are safe and that your city is rebuilding. And I literally am I'm beyond excited, beyond words excited to uh, to see you in a couple months. Makes my heart happy. Oh my god, I can't wait either. Thank you so much, Coop. I had a blast with you. Thank you for having me. Um, and I'm I'm seriously looking forward to segment two. I know there's like <laughs> there's going to be even more to talk about. So oh man, uh, I can't wait to see you at Country Fest. And I look forward to our next chat. It's been it's been an absolute blast. Jessly, just amaze, amazing. Thank you so much for the conversation today. It was incredible. And I can't wait to do another one. Like her and I, I think could probably have like a six hour podcast and just talk about everything. Cover it all. Can't wait for that to happen. Jess Lee, JessLeeMusic.com is the website. JessLeeMusic.com slash do it like to pre-order her new single, which comes out on the 27th. If you're listening to this after this, just go and download the single because it's fantastic. And she's going to be at Country Fest coming up this June. CountryFest.com for your tickets, VIPs. Your camping, reserve lawn, pit passes, all of it. Plan your life accordingly for Country Fest in Cadott, Wisconsin. I thank you personally for listening to the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Always great to have new people join on in. Make sure whichever platform you're listening on, whichever app you have pulled up listening to this podcast, that you subscribe. So when we have new episodes or when Jess Lee comes back on, uh, you'll get notified. You'll get a little notification that says, boom, new episode, and then you can go listen at your leisure. We, of course, are on social media. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Insta. I think we're on TikTok, too. No Limit Cooper on TikTok and uh, on Instagram as well. So 
Follow the show, follow me, and uh, we'll take this journey through life together. Until then, peace!